This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. Oh, we got another beautiful day today in the Midwest. Sun's coming up, blue skies, a little bit of sunlight shining on the trees this morning. Looks like another nice day for a walk in the woods. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. If you haven't signed up yet, subscribe to our podcast. Run over to AffirmAmerica.com. All right, we got lots of news this morning. Got your top five headlines for this Friday, August the 5th, 2022. Let's start off with uh, headline number five. Cut. Newsom calls on Hollywood to stop filming in pro-life states. Fox News. California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom called on the Hollywood film industry to bring back production move to Oklahoma and Georgia amid pandemic lockdowns and rising crime, criticizing the Republican-controlled states over policies against abortion in a new ad published in Variety. This comes as Newsom also announced on Wednesday his support for a bill to invest $1.65 billion in California's film and television tax credit program to extend it for an additional five years through 2030. This program allocates $330 million per year in tax credits for the industry. Gavin Newsom, today Hollywood will wake up to this ad. Time to choose. You can protect your workers or continue to support anti-abortion states that rule with hatred. New York Post, the film and TV industry has upped its spending in Georgia from $2.9 billion in 2019 to $4.4 billion in the past fiscal year, despite the passage of legislation that banned abortions after the detection of fetal heartbeats, according to The Hollywood Reporter. So a couple things. Uh, Governor Newsom is uh, obviously pro-abortion, and he's using his leverage to bring guilt on the Hollywood film industry. And using terms such as hatred is really, really out of line, if you think about it, the fact that the abortion ruling that came down, Roe versus Wade, was really just about sending that back to the states, letting the states decide. It has nothing to do with hatred. Why would hatred be a term only except if it's used to humiliate or to degrade somebody, to make them feel guilty? This is a typical leftist tactic, uh, using race, calling people racists and, and uh, hatred. These are all democratic trigger words to push their agendas. So don't fall for it. And uh, if uh, the film industry wants to, uh, to do business in states like Oklahoma and Georgia, hey, that's, that's their prerogative. They have the free will to do that. Already the state of California is deep in debt and giving tax credits is typical cronyism that they just pick and choose who they want to support at the expense of everybody else by raising taxes and spending, which is typical for Democratic states. That's why California's getting ready to fall off into the Pacific Ocean. All right, headline number four. Whoopi Goldberg invokes God 
and do unto others to support abortion. Elizabeth Hasselbeck did not agree with the view. From the Daily Wire, Whoopi Goldberg, a leftist co-host of ABC's The View, argued on the show this week that God supports killing unborn babies via abortion. Goldberg, who previously was suspended by the network for making an anti-Semitic remark about the Holocaust, argued Wednesday that abortion was okay because God gives people the freedom of choice. Nicholas Fondacaro. Goldberg says God doesn't make mistakes, and thus it's in his plan to have women choose abortion. God made us smart enough to know when it wasn't going to work for us. That's the beauty of giving us freedom of choice. My relationship with God is always choppy, she adds. From USA Today, imploring a Bible verse, Goldberg added that she does not judge people who have an abortion because she was taught, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. So Whoopi Goldberg, she's uh, you know obviously a far leftist. She's uh, very secular-minded. Her use of uh, these words that God doesn't mind that they choose abortion. Of course, God gave man free will. This is part of God's desire to make us co-creators. But the idea that God would be happy that a mother is killing God's, one of God's creations, that child, is just a, a person that has a confusion about the understanding of God as a parent. If you were a parent and your child was alive and you saw them doing something that uh, was going to harm them or something, you wouldn't sit there and just uh, allow for that child to do something that would damage him. In the same way, the fact that Whoopi Goldberg would make this kind of a comment that God doesn't mind just is shows her lack of understanding and compassion for uh, God as a parent, that God feels remorse and pain when a mother would be willing to destroy a child through abortion. And it gets down to some other issues too, like sexuality and the use of their physical bodies and their love organs in a promiscuous way and not be responsible for those actions, for having children. So there's many deep levels. You know, in the Garden of Eden, it was Adam and Eve who failed to follow God's commandments, and as a result of that, fell away from God. And this is what we're seeing today is that secularism has taken over our society and our culture, and as a result, we have all the effects and the difficulties that we see in our culture today as a result of that sinful nature. So Whippy Goldberg, she has the right to say what she likes. We're living in a free country, our First Amendment rights, but she's dead wrong on that issue. All right, headline number three. President Biden declares public health emergency over monkeypox virus. USA Today, the monkeypox outbreak that has affected more than 6,600 people in the United States is a public health emergency, the Biden administration declared Thursday, a move that could make it easier to tap funding and wield the federal bureaucracy to combat the once rare disease. The declaration came more than a week after the head of the World Health Organization on July 23rd said the extraordinary situation qualifies as a global emergency. The administration has been criticized for not moving more quickly, repeating some of the same mistakes that plagued the U.S. response to COVID-19, and Thursday's move is intended to help get ahead of the virus spread. 
From CNBC, monkeypox is rarely fatal and no deaths have been reported in the U.S. so far, but patients often suffer debilitating pain from the skin rash caused by the virus. Eight people have died from the disease across the world during the current outbreak, primarily in Africa where the health systems aren't as robust as the U.S., Spain, and Brazil reported the first confirmed deaths from the virus outside Africa over the weekend. Monkeypox is primarily spread through skin-to-skin contact during sex at the moment. Gay and bisexual men are at the highest risk of infection right now, public health officials say. Dennis Prager, five people in Africa have died of monkeypox, and I'm now going to give you the number of Africans who die each year as a result of hippopotamuses drowning them or biting them or crushing them. 3,000. 3,000, what is that? 600 times more for every monkeypox death? 600 Africans are dying from hippopotamuses. You see, so the Democrats are always looking for a crisis in which they can take more control. This is really exactly what's going on. Monkeypox is uh, just a scare tactic to keep us in fear and to clamp down on our freedoms. And we can see that uh, this monkeypox issue is just uh, another ploy. Who knows, it could be trying to manipulate the midterms like with the COVID virus, but it's, it's just way out of line. I mean, 3,000 people died from hippopotamuses in Africa, and only six people have died from monkeypox in Africa, and it's now a world health emergency. I mean, come on, guys. It's ridiculous. And it's mostly a gay transmitted disease. I don't trust the World Health Organization. They're run by the CCP. Donald Trump got out of the uh, WHO as a result of some of their, their speeches, some of their talking points, which were way out of line from what uh, Americans stand for and what they believe for. So this is just another ploy, another tech, uh, tactic from the Biden administration to try to get more control over you and me. All right, headline number two. Governor DeSantis suspends woke DA unwilling to enforce state law. Fox News, Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suspended Liberal State Attorney Andrew Warren on Thursday. DeSantis made the announcement during a press conference broadcast on social media. DeSantis argued that Warren has repeatedly refused to enforce laws passed by the legislature, cracking down on child sex change surgeries and abortion restrictions. Quote, we are suspending Soros-backed 13th District State Attorney Andrew Warren for neglecting his duties as he pledges not to uphold the laws of the state, end quote. DeSantis' office said in a statement, the Constitution of Florida has vested the veto power in the governor, not in state attorneys. DeSantis said, we are not going to allow this pathogen of ignoring the law get a foothold in the state of Florida. From the National Review, this is not the first time that DeSantis has used this power. He suspended Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel from Parkland Palm Beach Supervisor of Elections Susan Booker for the failure of Broward and Palm Beach counties to meet ballot counting deadlines in 2018 and the superintendent of Okaloosa County Schools over a grand jury report of abuse of special needs kids in her district. This is a more confrontational approach than taken by Rick Scott, who simply removed capital cases out of the hands of a county attorney who refused to use the death penalty. 
The power to review DeSantis's decision rests primarily with Florida's Republican-controlled Senate, which is likely to back him rather than with the courts. Okay, so this is a really good roadmap for other governors around the country when they see these Soros-backed radicals like uh, what we saw in California with Bowdoin and Gascon, Kim Fox, and also uh, Alvin Bragg in New York. So this is how you do it. You, uh, The governor, if he has any common sense and can see what's going on and their crime rates are through the roof, then you remove these people. These are the powers that the governors should have and they should uh, use when they see this abuse of their positions. So kudos for uh, Governor DeSantis. He's going to be a great presidential candidate at some point. And uh, we got all of our eyes on Florida because he's setting an example for the entire nation. All right, headline number one. Trump back Carrie Lake wins Arizona Republican gubernatorial primary. Carrie Lake has won the Republican nomination for governor in Arizona's primary election, the Associated Press called Thursday evening. For days, the hotly contested race between former TV news anchor Carrie Lake and real estate developer and Arizona Board of Regents member Karen Taylor Robson was too close to call as Lake's lead was fewer than 12,000 votes. As of Wednesday morning, Lake had a 46.2% of the vote, and Taylor Robson had 44.5% in the Republican primary. Lake will now look to succeed term-limited Governor Doug Ducey, a Republican. Though the results took longer than they should have, Arizonans who have been forgotten by the establishment just delivered a political earthquake, Lake said, after the results were announced. All right, well, that's a great victory for the MAGA-supported America First Trump-endorsed candidate in Arizona. She's going to be a, a great governor for the, the state of Arizona. She's comes from a background of the media, and she understands how the media operates, and she's willing to use her position as a former broadcaster to challenge the media and to also not fear it and know how to maneuver around the far-left media to get her message out, and that's exactly what she did. She was opposed with millions of dollars in opposition funds from the other candidates and was able to win by bootstrapping it and just speaking the truth and speaking directly to the Arizonian citizens. And as a result, she came out a victor. So this is uh, starting to become a very interesting midterm. Carrie Lake is now the candidate for governor in the great state of Arizona. Congratulations, Carrie Lake. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday, August the 5th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast, and we'll see you next Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless you all. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.